we see the six pack abs, but we don't want to do the workout or we don't want to do the diet. We just want to have the six pack abs and it doesn't work that way. The difference between the haves and the have nots are the haves have done the thing. The price of doing the same thing is far higher than the price of change. And this is by Bill Clinton. Welcome to season two, episode 23 of our podcast series. A podcast that is spreading positivity around the world through the sharing of real life experiences. With me today is Inga Faisinkavik. Inga worked as a mechanical engineer in chemical plants for over 20 years. She left in February, 2020 in pursuit of her dreams. She'll be sharing with us today life whilst she worked as a mechanical engineer and now as an entrepreneur. Hello, Inga, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Well, hello there, Sheila. Nice to see you again. <laughs> Lovely to meet you. So do you have a favorite quote you would like to share with us? Yes, my favorite quote is never give up. Great, never give up. That's a great one. So in a few words, who is Inga? Can you tell us a little bit about your background, um, who Inga is, where she comes from, before we set the ball rolling, just so that people get to know who our guest really is for today? Right. Well, my name is Inga Faison Cavett. I am the oldest of three children. I'm originally from Norfolk, Virginia. I started my pursuits in engineering when I went to college. I've always had a passion for math and being around mechanical type things. So mechanical engineering was the ultimate uh, major for me when I was in college. So I pursued that, I ended up getting a master's and a bachelor's degree um, from Virginia Tech. And as I left college, I immediately started working for a chemical company um, and I had worked there for over 20 years had moved around several times with the company, um, but pretty much the same company until we were bought by another company where I worked at the second company for uh, 18 months. Um, when the second company bought us, they came in and basically figured out how we worked as a company. And 18 months later, they decided that they felt like they could do a little, things a little bit more efficiently with less people. So we had a, a layoff. Oh. After, um, after that layoff, I decided that I was going to pursue my dreams of being an entrepreneur since I had always done it on a part-time basis while working full-time as an engineer. Um, I felt like this was an opportunity of a lifetime because it would give me the opportunity to try, my, try out uh, my entrepreneurship and then if for whatever reason it didn't work for me, I could always go back to work. So that's exactly what I did. I stepped out on faith on February 1st of 2020. And then after I did that, I've been pursuing my entrepreneur business ever since then. And even in spite of COVID, I had to do a lot of pivoting in spite of COVID and like probably everyone has, um, but I have pursued my business in spite of COVID. Wow. So how has it been um, since you started doing things on your own as an entrepreneur? How has the journey been so far? The journey has been 
quite adventurous. Um, one thing that I absolutely love is the freedom and flexibility that I have as a result of doing my own business. Um, in addition to that, I also enjoyed more time with my family. I didn't have as much time with my family as I did before because I was constantly running. Um, my, my job was probably about a 30 minute drive from where I live. So I had round trip commute about an hour that I missed from my, my family. In addition to any of my son's activities were 30 minutes from me as well. So if he had some kind of program or honors program, it I would literally have to take off to get to where he was. It wasn't a kind of, I could do it at lunch break thing because with the most chemical plants, I'm sure most people know they're kind of out in the boonies. And as a result of that, it would take me a while to get there. So that flexible schedule, that freedom and more family time has been definitely something that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Also being an engineer, I am a, a trained problem solver. So when we, when I had to figure out this thing with COVID, how I was going to continue to work my business, which at the prior to COVID was an in-person business, that really got my juices going because that's what I was used to doing anyway, trying to figure things out um, and making it happen in spite of what was in front of me. So I've thoroughly enjoyed the challenge that I've gotten from being an entrepreneur and the extended family time for sure. Great. So what exactly are you doing now as an entrepreneur? Uh, right now, I have uh, expanded my business. Initially, when I started as an entrepreneur, I had a direct sales business where I sell skincare and color cosmetics. But since the pandemic, I had taken numerous courses on productivity and uh, online course uh, writing and creating and mindset coaching and business coaching that I developed my own uh, money mindset course, as well as uh, business coaching to help people with their consistency. So now my business is more of a three-pronged approach to enhance women's confidence I have always been a confidence coach, but it was only from the aspect of someone's appearance. Now I'm able to bless uh, women by enhancing their confidence via their appearance, their mindset, and their consistency. Of course, if they're open to be uh, to expand themselves in those areas. Okay, so um, can we take it back um, because you actually laid off um, when the company was trying to, uh, should you say, close up a little bit. That was when you were actually laid off. So were you not prepared to branch off as an entrepreneur or you had always had it in mind? Well, I think I, I, I always had it in mind. Initially, when I graduated for school, I thought I was going to be an engineer for a limited amount of time and I was going to pursue my passion of fitness. I've always been, uh, I was an aerobics instructor. I was a bodybuilder for a while. So I thought that was going to be my avenue to branch out in my entrepreneurship. Um, but then when I was exposed to my direct sales business, I just loved the camaraderie of being around positive, empowering women and helping other women reach their goals and live the life of their dreams that my um, passion for entrepreneurship change from the fitness industry to direct sales. Great, you have been in both worlds. So you've been in the world where you were working to earn a salary and now you are in the world where you set up something on your own and you're running it. 
tell us how different are both worlds or how challenging, rather how challenging are both worlds. So if somebody is thinking of starting or branching off on their own, should they go that way? What should they do? Should they be prepared? Because you've, you've been in two worlds. So you'll be able to tell us right. Right. advice on, yeah, on that. Well, I'll, I'll say when you work in a corporate world, you have to basically do what they tell you in the time frame that they tell you to do it in. And then you're, you are bonded by a limited amount of salary, whatever salary they decide that they're going to give you, then that's what you have. Um, you have to ask when you're going out on vacation. Um, you really don't have, well, in my case, there are times when they want you to be at work when you may not necessarily want to be there. You have maybe some other family obligations that you feel in your line of thinking that is more important to what, what they have going on. But because you're getting paid, you're basically obligated to be there when they want you there. Now, from the avenue of an entrepreneur, uh, you don't have that check, that guaranteed check on the 15th or the 30th, or if, even if you get paid once a month. So you are responsible for making the cash register ring. So I know many of my friends at work would have what we'll call in-plant vaca in vacation days, where you're just kind of there in body, but not in mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those kind of days do not exist in an entrepreneur's life because those in vacation, in, well, in office vacation days will definitely have a detriment on their bottom line because if they're not making the cash reg register ring, it's not happening. So it's definitely a different mindset um, you take you, I guess you're more strategic about what you do and why you do it. I know personally, I rely on my intuition more as an entrepreneur than I did as an uh, employee, because for the most part, they kind of told me what they wanted me to do. As an entrepreneur, you're, you're figuring it out as you go. You Most of the time, you don't see the whole staircase. And when you are in working in the corporate America, they pretty much show you the staircase as an entrepreneur, you'll probably just see that first step. And after you take the first step, then the next step will come. And then as you go up the, the stairs and you look down, you're dazed, glazed, and amazed that all of these things have happened. But it wasn't a clear path to you initially when you started off. It's something that just came a little bit at a time. And you had to, be, had to have the faith just to take the step. And you'll know in your heart of hearts that that's what you're supposed to do because you can feel it that that's the right thing to do. But as a, as an employee, you don't even worry about your entrepreneur. I mean, the you don't worry about your intuition because you're basically doing what they are telling you to do. The CEO is probably the one that's basing their decisions on the intu um, their intuition, where you as an entrepreneur, you are now the CEO, so you have to do that. So that is very much the difference. It's a, it's a completely different mindset than someone working as an employee than compared to someone that's actually building a business. Uh, would you advise somebody who's just come out of the university to start up something on their own? Because you know, there are a lot of motivational messages out there saying um, people should start it right away when they think they have a passion for it. Go for your dream, follow your dream and all of those things. Would you advise somebody who's just come out of uni to go straight into um, entrepreneurship when they don't have the means and I'm talking about the means, the financial supports and other things, or you'd ask them, advise them to go work first, earn some income before they branch off on their own. What would be your advice to somebody like that? 
I would, I, and I hate to say this because I know this is kind of indecisive, but I would, I would say it this way. I, I, I really say it depends. It depends on the person. I think when you're just getting out of school, if, if that has been your choice, um, your, your path in life is to finish and get your degree. At that particular point, you have no obligations. You don't have a house. You don't have kids that you're raising. You don't have those responsibilities as someone would have if they were working in corporate for 10 plus years and now all of a sudden they have all of these obligations that they're responsible for. So if for whatever reason they're failing forward to success and failure is really a learning process, not something bad, then their failure is gonna have more detriment on their family than it would for a single person just right out of school and maybe could stay with their parents while they're trying to figure it out. So I, I, I think it just, the, it really depends on the person. Now, by all means, I'm not saying that it's okay for someone that just graduated from school to go live with their parents and they're just sitting on their hands watching TV all day and talking about how they want to start a business. I'm talking about someone that's taking actionable steps to make it happen, but for whatever reason, they don't have the the monetary funds and they may even have to work a little bit just to kind of fund their their company anyway because when you're starting a business you are going to need some financial investment and unless you have a venture capitalist which there are some detriment that comes with that as well you're going to have to kind of finance the show anyway um, so I think it's going to be different on a case-by-case -case basis depending on what you're trying to build and 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 develop into a, a business or a company. Wow. Wow. Have you had any challenges since you branched out? Of course. <laughs> How are um, some well, of your challenges? Well, I mean, the first thing, my biggest challenge that I had to transition to was my business initially before COVID was an in-person type of business. I was in um, several different chambers of commerce um, here locally in the area. And that was my way of getting uh, leads and prospects and clients for my direct sales business because I was constantly networking with the folks here in the area, business-minded folks, um, like-minded people. So when the pandemic happened, that in-person business then transitioned to a virtual business, which has been a blessing in itself that my once local business that was um, primarily within a two hour radius of where I live is now more, well, now it's a global business because I've met so many people um, virtually on social media that I probably would have never crossed paths with if I did not interact with them um, on social media, just, I mean, like you, an example, exactly. I mean, you're in the UK, I'm in the United States, our paths would have never crossed exactly. unless we just happen to be in an airport somewhere. Yeah. So that aspect of it has definitely been um, great. Um, in addition to that, working with people that don't necessarily find this technology thing, their thing. Um, that they didn't really want to do much. They were kind of waiting until the pandemic is over and oh, it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're, back, 
six, 17 months in. So I guess they're still waiting. Yeah. So having that kind of um, interacting with those kind of people that really don't want to do much, they kind of want to just kind of wallow where they are and figure it out um, later on and push it off and, you know, procrastinate, having that to contend with and then uh, continuing to motivate and, and provide value to my customers and build that know, like, and trust factor with people that have never laid, physically laid eyes on me, that they may have seen me through a screen or a video or something like that. But do they, if they, I don't know if they would necessarily know it was me walking down the street um, because they haven't, they haven't met me in person. Yeah. So I think that that has been the, the biggest struggle. Um, but I, in spite of all of that, I have always had the, I'm going to figure this thing out kind of attitude. And that's why I gave you that quote of never giving up because that, I mean, that's basically been my life. I mean, I've, I've been in a male dominated type of um, profession for years. Yes. Even when I was in college and there were times when um, I wouldn't necessarily get something or I couldn't figure it out, but I, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's something inside of me was just like, you gonna figure this out. <laughs> You're going to do this. If you just have to go and bug the teacher 50 million times to figure this out, you're going to do it. And I think that has been one of the things that have propelled me in doing what I've done over these years of being a, a, a female and a male dominated type of profession and then pursuing an entrepreneur type of, well, an entrepreneur um, path as far as you know, providing for my family instead of a corporate path. I mean, I realize entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad that it's not for everybody because at the end of the day, I need help. <laughs> and if I don't have other people that are going to help me build the dream that I have in my head of that, do that next step that my intuition or the Holy Spirit is telling me to do, then I'm not going to get it done. And, and I'm grateful for the people that are not the entrepreneurs because they are going to be the doers that are going to help me make my dream a reality. Wow. Just because I asked you if you've faced some challenges, let me ask you, have you also had some successes as well? Yes. And I've made it a point to document my successes. And I, I think that when you are going towards a goal or a dream, that we need to look at this, you know, the key learnings and the key learnings in my eyes are the mistakes that we make, the failures that we have. So they're not bad, they're, they're actually good. And then the success, and it's just the little successes and the little successes are what's going to um, push you along the way that when, when things are getting really hard and you're kind of in that valley, you just have that little success that's gonna fuel you just a little bit more to say, okay, I'm gonna keep going um, to get through. So, you know, things of like new team members, um, having a course launch that was successful, um, having people give me feedback that the val I provide them value, um, I've had numerous people on my social media platform saying that they enjoy my content, that it's valuable and positive, and they look forward to uh, reading it. That kind of thing is what fuels me and keeps me going. Um, 
So I, I think those are the things that are going to help people grow into that person that they're destined to become. Those little wins and you document, documenting those little wins are definitely going to, you know, boost up your gratitude as well as your appreciation for the process and the journey that you're going through, because that's what it is. That's so true. That thing you just mentioned about documenting your little wins and successes is going to push. It's so true because I do it a lot. And when you do it, sometimes you wonder and you ask yourself, how did I get here? Right. Because then you get a, a tall list of things you've done. And you want, did I do that? Sometimes you look at, did I, did I actually do this? Did I do this? You keep, and you become so proud of yourself. And then it gives you encouragement knowing that if you did this, then you can do the next one on the list. Right. And you can do the next one on the list. I think that's really, really true. I want to ask you one other thing. When you decided to branch out, was it something you were working out gradually on your own or did you share the idea with somebody? If you did, what did the person say? Was the person a source of encouragement to you or did the person try to break your spirit? and tell you better go and look for another job or something out there because it's a difficult thing to do. Right. Well, I can I can tell you when I told my husband about it, he was he was a little nervous about it, but I told him that I felt like this was an opportunity of a lifetime and that if for whatever reason it didn't work out, I could always go back to work. So I think he was supportive of me because I gave him what the plan B would be. Um, that, you know, I had already kind of thought through that. I think people get concerned when people get caught up in a dream and they don't necessarily have a plan B, um, that they are willing to just kind of just go out there and float. And, and to me, that gave me peace of mind too, that this is what I'm going to end. If, if it doesn't work out, this is what I'll ultimately have, have to do whether I want to do it or not, that's what I'll ultimately have to do. But I'm going to work like <laughs> not for that to happen. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to, but, but it's just peace of mind of knowing, okay, I already know if it doesn't work out, this is what I'm going to do. But the thing about entrepreneurship is, well, you have all the time to yourself. You decide when to work and all of that. But when you start at the beginning, you realize you don't have too much time to waste. You're working around right. the clock. I don't know if it's the same with you, but it's the same with me. You just can't lay a project down until you see that it begins to bring in results. I don't know if it happens for you. Yes, I would totally agree. Or you are woken up in the middle of the night because you got this great idea. I've had this many a times happen and you got to go write it down and it keeps flooding. I mean, it's like a flood. I mean, the ideas are just so powerful and coming to you and you're just like, okay, can you just like, Lord, please wait a minute so I can write all of this yeah. stuff down. And then yeah. as time goes on to me, it, it, it lasts for me probably about an hour, hour and a half, sometime two hours where I'm sitting just um, meticulously writing notes. I know when I came up with my money mindset course, that's exactly how it happened, that it was just a flood of ideas and all of this came at me at once. And it was like two or three o'clock in the morning. And my husband is like, well, what was wrong with you? Why, why did you have to get up? I was just like, okay, it's just one of those nights again. So I had to go write everything down and knowing that that's okay. Um, when that happens, that that's just again, your intuition or the, the Holy Spirit guiding you and telling you, this is what you, this is your next step. This is what you want to do next. So again, like we talked about, 
when you write down those little wins and you look down at the, um, the other, you look down at that staircase and you're just like, I had no idea that this was gonna come like this. And it's because you took the action when it came. That's so true. It's because you've taken it the direction you've just gone. I want us to emphasize on it and say that I think being an entrepreneur is so difficult. And if you don't have the backing of the Holy Spirit, it makes it extra difficult because yes. sometimes you, you need a door to open for you because as an entrepreneur is when you move that results come. When you stay idle, you don't actually make any progress. Right. So you first need the direction of the Holy Spirit and then you actually need to move with confidence. And I think all of that, most of that, you have to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. It's because we've gone this direction. So I want us to just emphasize on a, a little bit on that and then we move away from it. So yes. for me, that is what has worked for me. I think everything I'm into now is being the direction of the Holy Spirit. I think I've shared a number of times on this podcast when I came out of the university and I couldn't find a job, even with the high grades I had. And I felt pressured to start something on my own. And I didn't, I didn't, when I started, I didn't even know the direction I was going, seriously. I didn't know that I was gearing towards empowering women. But I've been consistent in that area. And I do it so well, it comes so easily to me. And when the recommendation I get from the women who I have sort of empowered tells me that this is where I belong. And I think it's just been the direction of the Holy Spirit. And for some reason, they wouldn't give me a job, but I found myself doing what I'm doing. Then it just means that this is the area I'm supposed to be operating in. So seriously, I don't think I've struggled so much in empowering women. I've not. Because what I do is I just give them um, artisan craft skills. And it comes so easily because I just have to see the craft and then I'll be able to teach it. Sometimes I don't even have knowledge of it. I don't, but I just see the end product. And then I'll be able to teach the process to obtain the end product. And it comes so natural to me. And I think that we just need the direction of the Holy Spirit. Well, this goes for um, believers though, but if that is not your way, that's fine. But as believers, we can talk like this, knowing that the Holy Spirit has always been the guide. And because you've mentioned it, so it means that it's truly a fact actually that if you, we are Christians or if you are believers, the Holy Spirit and the guidance of the Holy Spirit makes things very easy for us because he's always dropping things in our spirits. And then when we go along with his leadership, it works out for us. Yes. Yeah. And the case of that, that you want to take action. I think so many times people have those ideas, but for whatever reason, they're afraid to take the action. They think, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this, or this is different from what everybody else is doing. And it's okay to be different because their path is not your path. And that if they were meant to do it, the Holy Spirit or the intuition or whatever you want to call it, well, it would have been given to them as well. So it's not meant for them to understand you. It was given to you for a reason. And what you want to do is to put whatever was given to you into action. Don't hesitate. I know at times we can be really fearful and not know if it's the right thing to do. But I can tell you from experience that when you get that inkling, it's the right thing, even though it's completely different or outside of your comfort zone. It's definitely what you should do. Have you also realized that the things that will seem to work in the future don't look presentable when you start? Exactly. Yeah. Everything that would become a success in the future 
at the beginning, they don't look presentable or they look like this will never work. Right. Yeah. And I think the reason it's that way is because you have to grow into the person that you're supposed to become to get that XYZ um, goal or whatever was blessed, whatever idea or activity or, or next step was given to you. You have to grow into it. And that's why it seems so unbelievable because the person you are today is not the person that you will be after you go through the journey of getting where you were supposed to be. I think that is the difference. I like that. I like that. And another thing I, I would like us to draw emphasis on is the kind of people that surround you, like the kind of yes. people in your group will also help you either make it or not make it. Because I remember when I decided to go solo and do things on my own. I remember my friends would drive to my house and come and show me their new cars in a way as to tell me, you're kind of wasting your time here because get a job and get, you know, get the things you need to get. And I remember my mom was always on my neck, go and get a job, go and get a job. But at a point I wasn't interested in looking for a job and I wanted to, go, and I can say that I'm seriously fulfilled. If I have to live my life all over again, I'll choose the path of being an entrepreneur and never have to work for anybody just because of the freedom that I have. And also because of the amount of money that I think I make that if I was probably doing some kind of job, I may not be able to make it because I have the opportunity to do two, three things, four things at the same time. But if you have to be working for somebody, they take all of your time and exactly. you just be doing one thing, or even if you have the opportunity, two things and not three, four things. So right. for me, I always pick entrepreneurship over anything else. Anyway, um, I also read from your, your story summary that you are into empowering women. So what exactly do you do to empower women? I enhance women's confidence for them to be more self-reliant and grow into the person that they're destined to become through my triple threat method called AMC, which is... I enhance people's uh, appearance because when you feel good, you look good. And when you look good, you can do more. I enhance their mindset. Mindset is essentially the lenses that we see the world out of. The world is a neutral place and the, uh, it can either be positive or negative based on the lens that we're looking out of. So it's based on what's between our two ears. <laughs> so if whatever's between our two ears is positive, it's gonna be a positive thing. You're gonna attract positive type of outcomes to you. Does that mean that everything is gonna be positive? No, but your perspective, because it is positive, is going to uh, change your outcome. Now, we have events that are happening in our lives that we have no control over, but we do have a response that we can either be positive or negative about. And because those two go together when you add them together that is essentially what the outcome will be so whatever that outcome is is really based on how we view the world and I realized um, through this pandemic that the way we view the world is what's our what's going to be very um, has going to have a, a great effect on what our outcome is going to be so I realized I needed to help people with their out well their mindset as well and not just their appearance. And then on top of that, based on everything that we've said 
um, today is the consistency. We can be blessed with wonderful ideas. We can have a great mindset, but if we are not consistently working on that day in, day out, that daily grind that not everybody wants to go through, you know, we see the six pack abs, but we don't want to do the workout or we don't want to do the diet. We just want to have the six pack abs and it doesn't work that way. The difference between the haves and the have nots are the haves have done the things that the have nots don't want to do and that's be consistent. So for those that are open to being consistent, I do have business coaching and an activity log that will help them along the way to um, be more consistent. So that's why I call it the AMC method, a triple threat that allows women to enhance their appearance, to enhance their mindset, and then drive all of this with their consistency. Wow. Wow, wow, that's so impressive. That's so impressive. Let me ask you, if you had the opportunity to really live your life all over again, would you do things differently? Would you start straight as an entrepreneur or still go and work and then branch off later like you're doing now? Well, I think I, think I would have still worked because I know when I first started working, um, one of the interviews I had, they wanted me to do something different than what I had gone to school for. And my thing is I had spent all of this time, trial and tribulations. I had all this sweat equity in my degree that I wanted to know that I could do that for myself. And I believe that that time when I was working allowed me to do that. Now, would I have gone as long as working? Because I worked over 20 years in a corporate in the corporate world. Probably not as long. I think I probably would have pulled out earlier. But the I think the mere fact that I was in it as long as I was really developed my my appetite for being an entrepreneur because I knew how I didn't want it to be. <laughs> it let me know for sure how I didn't want it to be. And then to have the desire and the aptitude and the consistency and the mindset to want to work to do something different. Well, people say that um, being a mother is a full-time job. Yes. It is. But would you advise a mother to just stay home and take care of your children and not work at all? Or you'd say that they should take care of their children as well as have something on the side doing for themselves. Because there are some mothers who would not at all do anything so right. far as they're taking care of children. But I think when we started the podcast, there was something that I used to say that it's advisable for every woman to have a little bit of income of their own. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I totally, totally, totally agree. And the reason that I agree is because of the three Ds. I remember going to a workshop and they talked about this, that as women, some, some women that are, maybe they work at home and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want anyone to say that I think that it's wrong to be a mom, an at-home mom, because I don't think it's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that you have to be vigilant and think about your children. Yes, your husband may have this great job, Okay, but what if your husband dies unexpectedly? One of my girlfriends just here recently, um, her husband was unexpectedly killed in a car accident, just gone, just like that. That could happen. And if you have no means to take care of your family, what are you going to do? 
what if for whatever reason it doesn't work out between you and your husband? Yeah. And you still have kids to take care of. So you got the, the second D, which is divorce. What, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. yeah. Or the third D, which is debt. What if for whatever reason your husband gets sick, he stops working. He can't work like he was working. He was making this glorious salary. And now because he was sick, you have all of this debt. What are you going to do? Yeah. My mom has always instilled in me that you got to be able to count on number one. And number one is you. Now, granted, for whatever reason, you may be at home with your kids, but I think at the end of the day, you need to know in your heart of hearts that you can take care of your kids and you can take care of you. Exactly. And an entrepreneur type of business is perfect for the mom because it allows you that flexibility and that freedom to work when you want to work. You can work your business around your kids, your kids' activities. Just know that when it comes time for you to focus and work, and your kids are not around, say they're in school, that you're going to grind it out while they're in school and then be that mommy that they they want and love when they come home. You can do that. It is it's so possible to do that. So it's, a, again, a mindset thing that you want to be able to take care of, number one. So why not become an entrepreneur? Why not do something that's going to generate some kind of income so if something, if the three Ds happen to you, you go in debt for some reason, your husband passes away, or you, there's a divorce, you know that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All these things you just said, they are so, 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 so true. I just pray that somebody will listen to us and, and have a mind change, really, and just have a mind change as to all of these. Yes, because I know when my friend's husband died, that was just so real. I mean, he was here on a Sunday and gone on a Monday. I mean, it's just, you know, we, we, it it just kind of just, I guess he really hit us to the core because he was a close personal friend of ours and our sons played together and almost alike cousins. And just to be there for the family during that time of mourning and knowing that, you know, she's got to pick up the pieces now. It's just her and her two kids. She's got to make it happen because her, her husband has passed away unexpectedly, just, just gone. And we, and we don't know when our time is. So that's even more of a reason why we have to be prepared. We got we to gotta be able to be prepared for whatever reason if we got to pick up the ball and start running. Wow, that's great. That's great. Just because you're into confidence building, let me ask you, and let me just use myself as an example. So here is a woman who's just had children and um, her body's out of shape. She's not taking good care of herself. She doesn't look good, really. And, um, and all of that, you know, how can such, and has lost confidence in themselves. And sometimes, you know, when you have children, like in a row, it keeps you at home for a very long time. And you tend to lose your confidence. Sometimes you don't want stepping out of your house is an issue. Sometimes being in a group amongst people is an issue and you lose your confidence, um, anxiety and depression. A lot of things set in as women. It can be women, it can be anybody, but somebody who's lost their confidence like this, what can you say to help them come out and try to build themselves up? Like take the first step towards building themselves 
up and building their confidence? What can you say to such a person? I, I think they should start small, set small goals for themselves. Um, so they can have little wins like we talked about earlier. So for example, if they're not going outside, get them to start walking. I know that was one of the things that I did during the pandemic because I had canceled my gym membership, but I knew that I still wanted to move. I, I, fitness has been ingrained in me since I was a teenager. So I had to move. I, I felt the need to move and I just walked my neighborhood. People could just take advantage of just walking their neighborhood um, during the day um, while their kids are at school or when they drop their kids off from school, making a point to take some kind, do some kind of something physical. If they didn't want to walk their neighborhood, maybe do a video or they got plenty workout videos on YouTube that you can do that are free that you can do in the comfort of your home. You just have to make, you have to decide and make that step and take the step of action to just do it. So my first thing would just be for people just to start. It doesn't have to be big. Even if you walked out your door, walked to your driveway and came back. That's great. So tomorrow you're going to walk to your neighbor's driveway. So you'll go two houses down and come back. You just got to start somewhere. And, and I would say start smaller, more so than starting big. Because when you start big, then it's so easy to say, oh, I can't do this. But if you start small, you're just like, I can walk outside, walk the driveway two times and come back. And tomorrow I'm going to do it three times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe the next day I'm going to walk three times and then walk to my neighbor's driveway and come back. I mean, just start and start wow. small and then document your wins and know that it's a learning process and that you can do it. Wow, that's great. Inga, have you had any regrets in life? Was there an opportunity that came your way that you didn't pick or you didn't go for and you regret you regretted not going for it? I'm, I'm sure I, I can't think of anything right now. I, I know at one time I, when I was dating my husband, I had a, a furniture set that I wanted that I don't know why I didn't buy it. It was just me being silly in my head, thinking that I couldn't afford it when I had the means to anybody was looking at me from the outside in they could tell that I was living the American dream, but for whatever reason, um, I didn't do it. Um, and I still didn't get that set. It was something a set that I had loved. I know that sounds kind of minor, but it was something that I didn't pursue because my mindset wasn't right. Um, there have been opportunities where I may have wanted to talk to someone but because of my imposter syndrome, thinking, well, this person has got this going for them and that going for them, why would they talk to me? Um, I didn't talk to that person. And I realized I could have just talked to them like I talk, I'm talking to you, Sheila. I mean, it's they, they are human just like I'm human. They have maybe achieved more things that I have, but just talking to them, I mean, just being in their space, they may have been able to teach me something or expose me to a bigger thought or idea or strategy that could have taken me to the next level. Um, so I, I think about that, just you know, having that imposter syndrome. And I think that's common in a lot of people. We get so starstruck for whatever reason that we feel like we can't talk to a certain person because we think 
they got XYZ going on, but they're human just like we are. And at some point, they were a disaster that became a master, but it was because of their trials and tribulations and their journey that they went through to get them there. So I guess when you ask me that question, that's okay, that's the couple of I'm thinking of the times that yeah. I have had that, or maybe a job I, I should have applied for that I didn't necessarily apply for because I didn't think I was qualified enough for it um, when I was in, in corporate America. But those are the kind of things that come to mind for me. Wow. Well, what inspires you? Who or what inspires you? Is there something that inspires you? Or is there somebody that is your inspiration? Well, I, I would have to say definitely be God. I mean, I, I stay, I'm, I'm always doing some kind of devotional daily or I'm in prayer, um, working to figure out what my next step is. Um, so that's definitely an inspiration. My son has been an inspiration to me. I know there was a course that I wanted to take and I was just kind of telling him about it. It was a very expensive course. <laughs> um, and I went on ahead and took it because he was just so, mommy, you should just do it. I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. You'll be great at it. You'll just, you should just do it. <laughs> so just listening to him be my little cheerleader, I end up taking the course. And as a result of that, I have not had any regrets yet at all. I'm so glad I did instead of wished I had. Um, and I think at times we sometimes get that voice in our head on how we shouldn't do something because we're trying to logically justify why we should do yeah. it yeah. um and that, that's the thing about it that I love about the intuition because the intuition is not like uh it's not logical yeah um the Holy Spirit when you hear it it it's a calm voice it's a calm yeah it's a calm voice it's a peaceful voice it's full of joy when you hear it it's just like you said before like I just can't see myself doing that though <laughs> Yeah. And it's because you just haven't grown into that person yeah. for it to happen. But when you follow that, when you follow that, you are just, as my father would say, days glazed in a maze on the outcome of it. And you are so glad you did instead of wish you had. Wow. Is there something you had wished that we discussed that we've not discussed yet? No, I think... I think we've pretty much discussed everything that we had talked about. So, yeah, I just hope I'm an inspiration to someone, whoever's listening to this. I just want you to know that you can do it, exactly. even in spite of the obstacles and um, failures that you've had. I think people see obstacles as meaning that they need to stop. But the obstacles are what's transforming you into that that des that person that you're destined to become. It's kind of similar to when you put an egg in some water on the stove. I mean, that egg goes in the water hard, or even a potato. They go in that they go into that water hard, but over the course of that hot water, and that's what you have to consider your obstacles and trials and tribulations and the failures that you go through. It's transforming you, and yeah. you wouldn't be transformed if you didn't go through it similar to a caterpillar in a cocoon you know if you if you cut this if you cut the cocoon open and let the caterpillar come out it's not going to develop its its wings that it needs to fly and the only way that it can develop those wings is to struggle in that cocoon so look at it as a struggle that's going to make you 
into the person that you're transform you into the person that you're destined to become. And it's not a bad thing. And it's okay for it to be hard. But on the other side, it's so worth it. So, so worth it. Great, great. It's okay for it to be hard, but on the other side, it's so worth it. Where can our listeners connect with you? I, um, I'm, of course, on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook, as well as Instagram. I will give you those links um, so you can put in the show notes. Great. In addition to, um, you guys can definitely connect to me on my website called Prosperity Scope. We talked about uh, your mindset. I do have some massive money mantra, um, mantras that you can say to yourself to kind of work on your mindset um, as you go. I've learned that you have to work on something daily for it to really sink in to, to transform you the way it should transform you. So it's one of your daily workouts. So just like you would get up and do your workout, you would say your massive money mantras to enhance your uh, mindset and, and work on how you, your, the lenses that you look out of to see the world. That's true. The more you say it, the more really becomes, isn't it? And right, yeah. you start believing it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow, wow. Um, I think I would like to say a massive thank you for coming on podcast with Sheila today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a delight hosting you. So if you've been listening in, this is season two, episode 23 of our podcast series where we've been bringing your way seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. A video presentation of this episode is on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find it. Until we meet again, have a great day.